To unfasten your seatbelt, just push down on the red button on your right. Be sure to gather all your carry-on items from the under-seat compartment and exit to your left. A heffalumpa-woozle is very confusal. A heffalumpa-woozle's very sly, sly, sly. Now it's time to join the passengers on a musical cruise to visit the children of... W. Radio. Your information Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 270 for the week of April 15th, 2012. Join us as we travel around the world this week to Japan in Epcot's World Showcase as we explore the gardens, traditions, history, and, of course, the food at Katsura Garden Grill during our live restaurant review. I'll then have the answer and winner for last week's Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week and then pose a new one for your chance to win a Disney prize package. I'll then play more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. My favorite pavilion in all of Epcot's World Showcase has far and away always been Japan. It's one that is filled with tradition and history. There's masterpieces of of Japanese garden. And of course, I love the food from Tokyo Dining to Teppan Edo. And for years, the Yakitori House was one of, if not my favorite, of the counter service locations. Not just in Epcot, but possibly all of Walt Disney World. And at the end of 2011... It closed for refurbishment and reopened as the Katsura Garden Grill. And today, we're actually going to do a live restaurant review of this counter service location, trying some of the new and some of the old favorite items on the menu. And this week, I'm joined once again by two of my very good friends and, of course, dining buddies, Glenn Whalen from PrettyGoodMovieRide.com and GoogleInWDW.com. It's great to hear, be here, folks. <laughs> It's great to be here on the show. Great to be here at Katsura about ready to eat. It's here and I'm wearing my gi just in case I eat enough and I need to expand to my yellow belt. <laughs> well, you are in traditional Japanese garb, as is Scott Otis from Otisburg, who's wearing his pajama jeans. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Konnichiwa. Oh, look at Whoa. you. We know, we know you love Japan. We know you love Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, yes. Uh, having gone to Tokyo a few times the past couple of years, this is definitely one of my favorites. And although I've never been yet, uh, I love Japanese culture. I love Japanese traditions. I, I of course, love Japanese food. Uh, and, and I wasn't kidding about... I, I, I love this pavilion. I love Teppan Edo. I love Tokyo Dining. And we all really enjoyed Yakitori House and a lot of the, the dining options there. And as we were approaching the pavilion uh, today for the review, we were surprised at some of the changes, not just on the inside to the menu, but to the outside, because there were a lot of changes to the exterior of the pavilion as well. And look, without a doubt, 
my favorite little secret location is where we're sitting now in this outdoor garden patio area. Uh, there's the Japanese tea lights, there's the waterfall, there's beautiful lighting and the koi ponds and the bamboo uh, and the bonsai trees. But there were a lot of changes that were made uh, by Mitsukoshi, who is one of the operating partners. They operate the store downstairs. They actually operate this as well. And they really modeled this grill after the gardens or the strolling gardens out of the Katsura Imperial Village, which is outside Kyoto. And it very much gives you that sense, uh, again, of a very calming, a very sort of tranquil, uh, you know, you get that sense of that you've been transported somewhere else when you come back here. Right, and your your favorite little secret garden is not going to be so secret for much longer. <laughs> and one of the things, you know, again, Disney is all about uh, in the details, and even out here is something called Engawa, and it's a new feature, which is a, a traditional style of Japanese, and we've talked about how they've replaced the seating out here and attached next to the old Yakutori House building this Engawa seating is a traditional Japanese seating that has a wooden bench for sort of resting in front of a bank of windows. The interior is much brighter. There's some modern yet traditional sort of Japanese-style lights hanging down. Even uh, the counter has been sort of repurposed to make it the, sort of the guest flow a little bit better inside. Yeah, from the outside, it actually looks like a much more welcoming, much more inviting, even... Uh cleaner it looks it's a much cleaner look it draws you in in a different way than uh, yakitori house yeah and this still is i like eating inside but i really prefer being outside here because you get those sort of strolling gardens feel uh, you get that japanese traditional sort of passion for gardening that they have and look this is a great place to overlook the promenade of world showcase uh, you can hear the waterfalls uh, it really sort of adds to the dining experience, again, especially for being counter service. <laughs> so I think the most important thing is, I think we need to go eat. Oh, yeah. I agree, because we're, we're talking about food. We're here to, to sample to see what it is. And I'm very curious to see how the menu is different from some of the things we had at Yakaturi. Um, you know, the chicken skewers, the teriyaki chicken, the udon noodles and sushi. What may be similar and what may be different? Right, and I think we should try a wide variety of things, uh, try to, different things from the menu, a, a whole bunch of options to see what see what's going on here. How do you? How do we walk up? How do we just say everything in Japanese? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure of that term, but <laughs> probably koni, probably konichiwa. <laughs> yeah, just say konichiwa. When arigato. Domo arigato. Don't no, Mr. Robot. No, no, Mr. Mr. Robot. All right, let's get inside. Let's order some things off the menu, and let's sort of uh, do a live review and, and taste them. Sweep the leg. <laughs> strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. Let's go in and let's see. <laughs> That's all I know. Ponza. So we are now sitting in, honestly, one of my favorite little hideaways in all of Walt Disney World. I love sitting outside here. I'm still tempted to call this the Yakatori House. Uh, but sit outside uh, up here in Japan. You have a great view of the pagoda, the waterfalls off in the distance. You can hear the music in the background. And tonight, guys, is one of those perfect... If the weather was like this in Florida all year round, everybody would live in Epcot Center because it is just... It is a beautiful, beautiful kind of night. Uh, we got all our food. We're sitting out on what we can see are obviously new tables since um, the conversion from Yakaturi House to the Katsura Garden Grill. 
And let's just quickly go through some of the menu items because while some things are familiar to people who have eaten at, at uh, Yakitori, and again, I know for a lot of us, this is one of my favorite counter service places, they have added some things on to the menu as well. Uh, they do have a selection of sushi, including California rolls, a spicy tuna roll, and a Tokyo sushi sampler, which has some uh, nigiri and California roll as well. Those range from $8.50 to $8.99. There's also some combinations that have California rolls or spicy tuna rolls, uh, along with a, a Japanese cold noodle salad. It's called a, a sukumen salad. Those are $12.99 each. The new items on the menu, uh, and one of the ones that we got because it seemed pretty intriguing to me, was the Japanese curry items. There's a curry rice, which has a spicy curry sauce with beef, onions, carrots, and potatoes over steamed rice. That's $8.99. A curry udon that has udon noodles with a beef curry. That's $9.99. And we ordered the curry chicken cutlet, which is a fried chicken cutlet with a beef curry steamed over, uh, served over steamed rice. That was $10.99. Uh, again, there's also the teriyaki items that were here at Yakitori as well. There's chicken, beef, and salmon. Those range from $8.99, $9.99, and $11.99, respectively. And there's also combinations. And again, one of my favorite combinations is the one we got tonight. Shogun is teriyaki beef and chicken. And there's also the tonosama, which is beef, chicken, and salmon. That's $12.99. The, the combination we have is $10.99. Uh, udon noodles, were they here at Yakitori? I think Yakitori yes. had the yeah. udon noodles beforehand. Yes, they did. Uh, those are sort of thick or no- thicker noodles in uh, a broth. They have a beef or tempura shrimp or a plain with no meat, seven or nine ninety nine each. And now that the new items are what is known as the featured items on the menu, and I'm once again going to butcher the Japanese language. There's an onomiyaki. It's a Japanese pancake with vegetables and a tangy sauce. It's an Osaka favorite. We got that uh, a large sort of flat pancake with what looks to be sort of a, a white cream sauce draped on top. They drew Spaceship Earth on it. <laughs> it doesn't look like Spaceship Earth. Uh, there's a chicken cutlet sandwich, which is a panko-breasted chick- panko-breaded chicken breast uh, with uh, tomokatsu sauce on a toasted bread. The sukumen salad, which is the cold ramen noodle salad with shredded crab stick. And the kodo kodomo meal, our kids' items, for six ninety nine, teriyaki chicken, udon noodles, um, and some broth, and they can get juice, milk, whatnot. And they also have side orders of miso soup, side salad, and edamame, and then, of course, we'll get to dessert as well. But let's sort of go through, because we wanted to try and touch on not things that were necessarily our favorites or we've had in the past, but some of the new items as well. Uh, the first thing we did get, uh, because we're all sushi lovers, and we, of course, had to get it, we got the um, the Tokyo Sushi Sampler for nine ninety nine. You get four pieces of California roll, uh, a salmon, a tuna, and a shrimp on there, which we'll all share. We already know how this is going to taste, but um, you know, for those of us who are, are sushi sushi fans, um, it, it's nice being able to get it counter service. Right. Exactly. It does look uh, pretty much the same as it did previously. I don't think that has changed at all how they did the sushi. It still looks good, and it still looks yummy. And it, the the nigiri sushi is actually they're big pieces so you can see it's actually a nice dark tuna right. uh, I'm a big tuna enthusiast and when the tuna's nice and dark like that you usually get a better flavor it's a big piece of shrimp a big piece of salmon Scott I know you're more of a of a safe kind of California roll kind of guy that's true but after that last Blue Zoo review I had a, a year ago <laughs> I'm actually I might try the tuna so I'm looking forward to it I have four words for you and they are don't touch my tuna <laughs> ah, too bad <laughs> um, alright let's just, let's just dig into this and let's just see how it is 
uh, versus maybe how it has been in the past. It's got left over for Epcot or for, or for the. Uh, that's from the Land Animal Pavilion. Kingdom wall. All right. We need to crack open a little um, soy sauce. Soy sauce. Okay, huh? Do we have any soy sauce? What is this thing? That is not soy sauce. It's not a soy sauce. Is this something? Is this something spicy? I don't know what that is. Scott is going. And, to and get I them. just said to get soy sauce so we can get rid of Scott and eat the sushi before he gets back. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> what I'm really intrigued is. The uh, chicken cutlet with the curry because the curry, it's, it's right. not something that you think of when you think of Japanese food. You don't normally think of a lot of curry dishes, right? And it definitely looks it, it doesn't it looks like an Indian yeah. meal. It, I would almost say vegan looking, except for the fact that there's chicken in it, right. you know. So, and there's a and there's a big bowl with right. lots of rice. Yeah, one thing we should mention is the portion sizes are very large. Like that's a that's a huge bowl. Of the udon noodles, and even that pancake too, I mean that takes up the size of a plate. It's like large waffle size. Yeah, it. What is that? The, uh, it's the vegetable. It, it, it looks like an elephant ear in size, right? <laughs> Just a minute. All right. Well, what, I'll give you. I'll give you ladies' choice of the first piece of. of well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab the salmon. I have a feeling if Scott's gonna have one of these. Would you, want the, you want the you want the tuna? You want no, the tuna or the shrimp? I'll have the the California roll, and if if I can have maybe a little bit of the tuna, that would be great. I'm, uh, Dude, it's not a sharing portion, man. That whole thing's going right in my mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll eat the I'll eat you the shrimp you if have. you want the tuna. No, 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 no. no listen, no, I'm not. You go ahead. Okay, fine. I know how you like it. He's such a giver. Yeah, that's that's a nice big piece of tuna, mm-hmm. which I'm happy about. I was hoping that it wasn't going to be a small sort of sampler size. Salmon mm. is, the salmon is mm-hmm. uh, flavorful. It's the rice rice the way it's pattied is sort of thick, but the and that's a nice piece of uh, salmon on there. So I'm going to tell you, I'm actually surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised because I wasn't expecting it to taste that good because it comes packaged as if sometimes if you went to the grocery store right. with a plastic lid on it, and I was skeptical, saying I'm used to having fresh sushi that's cut right in front of you. Yeah. Served to you fresh. Usually, the, the fish is flown in that day or the day before. But that was actually a very tender, non-fatty, well-cut piece mm-hmm. of tuna. Like that was very, very good. And I'm surprised because I was going in expecting supermarket grade. Yeah, and I think that's when I said the the thick rice. That's a, that is part of the. It's prepackaged, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of the moisture it, it sort of absorbs and becomes more cakey, and it's a good flavoring now. And it's cold, um, and it, it doesn't taste as though it's been sitting around there for a long time. Right, and I had one of the California rolls. It, it was a very basic California roll, but still very, very tasty. If you keep talking, that'll allow me to eat more sushi. <laughs> Scott, you don't like um, you don't like shrimp either. No, I don't. Okay. I'm not a not a big shellfish guy. I don't even know him anymore. Oh, I will shine on these other uh, these other meals. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm um, I'm pleasantly surprised with the quality of the sushi, and it's got some nice sesame seeds on it. Mm, yeah. It gives a nice nice flavor. We did touch a little bit of uh, soy, sauce. soy sauce into it. We didn't we didn't mix any. You spicy, can, huh? <laughs> <into it. laughs> go ahead. I'll give you lady. Go ahead. You guys share those. I'm I'm good. I'm gonna Scott, wait for. You take that bad uh, boy. I'm, I'm gonna grab the shrimp. I'm not very educated on sushi, so. Uh, you vultures. So, I'm going to dunk a little bit of soy on this shrimp. Do you want a half of the shrimp? What are we, Lady and the Tramp? 
<laughs> Great. Yeah, I mean it's a jumbo mm-hmm. shrimp sized piece yep. of shrimp, so uh, again, that we could we could cut this and you could have some. If you wouldn't have bitten into it with your cooties, so you I would have actually have shared the tuna. We could have actually sh- no. Yeah. Well, yes. I'm cutting off a little bit. You do that because I'm going to move down. Let's try. Let's go to the udon next. Because this is something that I haven't had here. No, that's right. You, you've already butchered that shrimp, and you've left me the tail. <laughs> so the udon is... Hey, thick noodles. Um, yeah, a, it's, a, it's a very thick noodle. Um, <laughs> it's sort of in between a suit. Dude, I know I'm going to end up wearing this udon because of the way you're trying to lift it up. You're spinning it around the thing like it's... Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. He's going to get us thrown the, out of here. The Japanese people are... are going to kamikaze because of the way you just ate that. I think a Japanese baby would do that better than you. <laughs> Maybe you should stick to the fork. Nice. You got a nice piece of beef in here, too. Nice flavor. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, you can now. You're not allowed to talk. Oh. Now you're not allowed to say nothing about it. (laughs) That grumbling wasn't just because I spilled it on my pants, but because I actually lost a big piece of noodle. Um, Mm. That's good. It's it's a well-flavored broth. (laughs) A heavy dude just spilling it on my iPhone. Um, This is a tough thing. Man. (laughs) It is not a first date food. It is definitely not a first date food. Be comfortable with who you're dining with because you will be slurping. Oh, my gosh. I am so happy this is not a, a... Scott, I am I am appalled, and I and I almost threw right. up in my mouth. My recommendation, eat that. <laughs> my recommendation is bring a snow shovel. <laughs> or a knife. <laughs> Maybe a knife would have been the right call here. Or a label. But um, it's delicious, but it's like... I'm going to need 12 nappings. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm have the, um, so I just took a, pi- a piece of beef because I wanted to try... The flavor of the beef itself. Um, and it's actually, it's not like sort of sprinkled with shredded piece of beef. I mean, there's large pieces of meat up on top, um, like what you would get in the, the Tonosama teriyaki combination. Nice teriyaki flavor to it. Um, I know I'm sort of sticking my chopsticks in here, but you also get a, I mean, it's not really appetizer size. I mean, that's a, it's a full meal. That's the two, size. That's two bowls of soup there. Yeah, that's like two bowls of soup. Yeah. And if you, I don't know how many people like that the broth enough that they want the soup end of it, but look at Scott's eyes. He's eyeing it like a vulture. He's you're digging that. Yeah, I'm oh, very much digging it. It's got a great uh, great beef flavor, and the broth is absolutely delicious. And that's the thing too about eating in a place <laughs> like Japan. You know, it's one of those places that if you're not familiar with Japanese food, and for a lot of people, the first reaction is I don't like sushi, seafood. I don't like right. uh, sushi. I don't like raw fish, but there's a lot of, you saw, there's vegetarian options here, Mm -hmm. there's chicken, there's beef, there's salmon, we've got the vegetable pancake that we're going to get to as well. So even for kids, I think there's a a wide, or people like Scott who don't know how to actually get the food into his mouth, um, they should give you a bib. They should give you a bib. (laughs) Yeah, watching Scott eat that reminds me of this scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they cut open the snake, (laughs) and the udon noodles are sliding out of it, like, like... This is why Scott dines alone for the most part. Um, but yeah, I, I like this. This is nice. Um, and even on <laughs> a warm evening like this, oh this is how it's supposed to be. I am having the same issues he is, so I can't really make fun of him. <laughs> but you're not using your hands. You yeah, you would actually wasn't forced to do. But it's, it, it's um, again, I, I'm going to post pictures 
in this week's show notes mm-hmm. so you can see what they look like. But it's not like a spaghetti noodle, right? Uh, it's, it's like a, it's almost like a uh, a long thin straw. This is a noodle that takes on the flavor and it has a flavor of its own. It's not yeah. like it's not just a holder for your spaghetti sauce. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna need a change of clothes. <laughs> yeah, and, there's, and as I'm digging through, I mean, there's a lot of beef in the soup as well. It wasn't sort of laid on top, so every um, every portion I'm picking up with chopsticks, I- I'm getting a nice smattering of beef in there, and again, we haven't even touched the right. broth itself. Right, exactly. And I think we need a... I'm going to take a spoon and try to experience some of the broth. That's great. It's the, yeah. it's, it is the, the beef has... The flavoring from the beef is... Yeah. Is apparent is it totally infused into that yeah. broth? If I wasn't, w- oh. <laughs> yeah, bring a change of clothes and you come here. And it could just be that we are complete klutzes and we just, but yeah, this is actually for uh, that's way too many noodles. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to impress your boyfriend or girlfriend. Don't order the noodles and eat it with chopsticks. <laughs> you know, you top it off with a little bit of your iced green tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a nice, you have a nice Asian flavor already. That's more than enough for a lunch for an individual. That's, mm-hmm. It's actually enough to share yeah. if it weren't for how messy it is. <laughs> and I think the messy part has nothing to do with the food itself. It's just the way that we eat. Yeah, It's yeah. the way we're doing it. I mean, we've been eating this a lot, and there's still... There's still plenty in there. Three quarters of a bowl in there. Scott's going to drink all that. We're going to leave it to Scott, because we know he likes the the meat stuff. Yeah, again, we're just trying to distract you. It's so going to work this time. This, this, is the, um, <laughs> this is the Shogun combination, which is the teriyaki beef and the chicken and vegetables with a plate of steamed rice. So we're going to get a lot of that same flavor from the noodles here with the beef as well as with the chicken. And again, there was also uh, a salmon. Now, is this as well. a new offering? Or was this, this a, is a very similar to what they had yeah, before? They had yeah, they did, yeah, they did have the teriyaki items. I know the, the tonosama, was, I would usually get a spicy tuna roll and tonosama when I came okay. here when it was yakitori. Yeah, get a little rice in there. Yeah. See, and I love the Japanese sticky rice mm. because, again, it's not as messy as... Rice is actually my all-time favorite food, so I'm right at home here. Yeah, the mm-hmm. chicken has a wonderful teriyaki flavor. A little rice in that. It's a great meal. And it's moist, too, but without being drowned in teriyaki sauce. Like the mm-hmm. chicken itself right. is cooked well enough that it's moist. The... The beef, I've I've had a little bit of the beef teriyaki. It's actually the same beef that's in the mm. uh, in the udon, so it's it's sort of a shredded beef without losing its shape. Mm. Very oh, nice with the teriyaki um, with sauce the teriyaki on it. Sauce. Oh, see, I, I thought I was liking the chicken better. I like the beef. Yeah, yeah I like I really like mm-hmm. the beef a lot. And Scott, these things here—they're called these vegetables. green. Yeah, they're vegetables. The, oh, yeah, those are cooked in the. They're they're grown in the ground. Got orange things and yeah, yellow things. That's and a, that's things. a carrot. They oh, okay. color, and they have flavor <laughs> and texture. You get a little crunch with the vegetables. Yeah, and believe it or not, Scott, it's actually good for you. Really, I'm learning things today. <laughs> Once again, we're looking at a plate that has the the amount of rice on there. That's three servings of rice. Yeah. So you really could, once again, share this with somebody, depending on. 
Yes, you are. <laughs> You're doing a good job of it. Go get us more soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so we can finish this without you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dig into this. Yeah, I'm, um... The beef. I really like the beef. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The chicken is excellent, too. Yeah, it is. You can have more of the chicken, we'll have more of the beef. I'll have both. And again, when I brought my kids here, like, this is what they can get because it's safe. It's not anything too scary mm -hmm. for them. Um, and, of course, they like, you know, they love eating with chopsticks. It's sort of the novelty of eating with chopsticks. The, 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 the teriyaki they use is a sweet, it's sweet. Yeah, right. Admittedly, sweet, a sweet uh, teriyaki that kids are going to gravitate to. Adults may think that's a little sweet, and, and you might want to, like, uh, tap it against the side of your plate so that some of the sauce will Yeah, but you know what's nice? You take the rice and you dip it oh, in the teriyaki that's sauce. That's what I've been yeah. doing because I'm actually very much uh, a guy that's into sweet. So this is, this is actually this is, perfect for me. I, I see you're, you're loving this. It's like Christmas for you. And that, now that we've distracted from that, we can try the... Go get more sauce. <laughs> we can try the uh, chicken cutlet. And again, this is like um, if you've eaten in Japanese restaurants before, it's like a, a katsudon, uh, a fried, a, a panko... Um, fried chicken cutlet with, again, uh, a healthy portion of rice, and we can already smell the, uh, the, curry. the, the curry. Yeah, yeah the, the, it actually looks like the rabbit chow mix that they use during the Food and Wine Festival. You need to explain that rabbit chow is not really <laughs> rabbit chow. It's what it was called. It was That was a South African? South Africa, yeah. The right. South African Pavilion, one of their vegan offerings was a rabbit chow, which is a uh, curry-based... To, uh, carrots and celery sauce. Well, when I think a lot of people think of curry, they think of a heat, a hot curry, like an Indian curry. This is not. This is more of um, a flavor-enhancing kind of spice mm -hmm. as opposed to uh, um, right. a hot spice. Right. I was actually introduced to this dish uh, when I went to Tokyo Disneyland last year, where it's a big, basically a big bowl. Half uh, on one half is is white rice, sticky rice, and on the other half is the is the curry with the. You know, I think we have beef, right? Beef yeah, curry, chicken. or is it? Well, there's a chicken cutlet that's. It's a beef curry, right? Right, it's a beef curry. So basically, you take a little bit of both from each side, combine them, and you've got yourself a nice. It's a beef curry. Curry yeah. meal, yeah. Okay. It's a be the curry is beef. And so that's the interesting thing. It's an interesting mix of flavors because you've got a crunch and the moist. Mm -hmm. Chicken, and then you're sort of topping it with almost like a, a beef stew, with like, again a more of a, a, a hint of curry to it. But again, but not in a in a detracting kind of a hot way. Yeah, it's. I'm enjoying this a lot. I'm gonna like really dip my chicken in here. I'm gonna get a little bit of everything. Oh, um. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, I'm digging that. That's like Japanese comfort food right there. Like that's a mm -hmm. stick to your bones. Because the curry is, like I said, more of a stew than it is um, uh, a sauce that's almost put on it. Yes, the chicken cutlet that's on it isn't very, isn't, it doesn't taste like it's very hot. So it's sort of mildly hot. Not, not spice-wise, I'm talking temperature. Okay. So most of the temperature the, it comes from the curry. I don't know. I just had a whistle. Going <laughs> I just got a nice big piece of uh, a, a chunk of beef. So it's not like the teriyaki beef that's shredded. Okay. It's an actual like a cubed piece of beef. Okay. That with the rice. That's really good. I would almost eat this just 
if I was to order this again, mm-hmm. I'd probably order it without the chicken and just get the beef curry and the rice. Well, I would tell you that for for my taste, um, I think the it's probably too um, singular tasting to have as as a as a meal as far as I'm concerned. I think there's just uh, I'm not I'm you not need huge to on have that chicken or you need to have right, the beef. I need to have something that's right. more than just curry okay. and rice. So the chicken cutlet is a nice addition to this one. Listen, the more stuff that you don't like, the better it is for me. No, I like this. It's just I think that I would need a little bit more flavor. Or more different kinds of flavor. More. Yeah. (laughs) Bigger variety. All right. And the chicken does give a a level of texture to it, too, because it's breaded, because it's fried. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a a chicken nugget. I mean, you can see it it was a large breast of chicken. Yeah. It was a good... And again, too, look at the size of these bowls. I mean, they're deep. This is... I think... And we'll get to the end, but big this is like a, a good value. What do we say this was? Maybe nine ninety nine somewhere around there. Yeah, right. ten ninety nine. So that, that I mean that's a lot because we could share this. Like you can get sushi yeah. um, or some edamame and share that, and that's a yeah. full meal. Well, we have we've gotten three. We've gone through three plates and left yeah, almost we haven't, we haven't almost half. I haven't left one. anything. I'm going yeah, back. I know. To just <laughs> just in, in the we time we will finish them. Yeah. We will. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm still working on this. All right, I'm going to crap. All right, let's take one more piece of this because you're going to get the, the chicken. I'm most curious about. Is there any more chicken cutlet in there? Here, Here dude. It's, oh, in it's in Glenn's mouth. <laughs> I love the combination of rice and curry. Yeah, I like that. Mm. And you know what, too? You're not going to walk away hungry because the, the rice definitely does add a lot of substance to it, too. Yeah, I like that. I have to, I'm going to have to figure out which one I like. But yeah, so bring this pancake over. Okay. Because, Glenn, you, you picked this out off the menu, yeah, this and we saw the picture of it. This is curious. And it almost looked it looked as though it was like a dessert, like a des- like almost like a waffle with with an old, some sort of a... With an old, uh, a classic Epcot uh, logo on it. So. <laughs> well, yeah, it's look. a crisscross pattern of what... Now, did anybody happen to get a knife? Or yeah, like, yeah, we got right here. Hack that bad way up. It's actually very thick. It it's cuts about an inch thick. I'm making pizza slices out of it. I think we're supposed to eat this with chopsticks, aren't we? You're supposed to, and we're I'm supposed to, to laugh. So I'm going to pick it up like this. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna try this here like this. I kind of don't know what it is at all. Yeah, it's a, a potato. It, it's probably thing. not what I'm thinking. I want you guys to react. I want to hear your reaction before. Okay. I'm having a tough time getting this on my uh, chop. It's nothing like what I expected. Mm-mm. Not at all. I expected a hard, thin, crunchy, almost like go. almost like um, as if we were to sort of julienne vegetables and fry them up and put. But it's not like that at all. I, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a big sweet thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's almost like mushed up vegetables. I think no. the first bite is a shock. It almost has. And this may be the wrong way to drive it. Uh, a crab cake kind of consistency to it, mm-hmm. right, but right. with vegetables. Yeah. But it's it's warm and it's soft and there's multiple textures going on. And again, it, it's creamy and it's rich, but you can also taste a little bit of crunch from the vegetables. And I guess that sauce on top that's drizzled over it well, there, I think is there's sweet. Two, there's two sauces there's two on there. Sauces, yeah. I think I, I I prefer the the darker, sweeter sauce, and the there's a tangier, uh, almost a mayonnaise sauce that I'm not a big fan of. I would easily say if you are you, you want to try something that is different from anything you've ever had, yeah. 
and you want to get in, in a counter service, this would be a, a great offering for that because it's, it's definitely something you haven't tasted before. Right. Other than the crab cake analogy, I don't even know what else to compare this to. I've never eaten anything like this before. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it's sweet. Like, it's got a very sweet layer on top of it, and it's not a hard crust on the outside. So you don't pick it up right. as if it's a pizza. It's, a, it's meant to be eaten with a fork, but you, you don't have to even cut it because really, yeah, I think maybe that's how you're supposed to do it, just break it right off. Yeah, it just becomes a big mound of vegetables is what it is. Yeah, sort of sharing it family style. That's delicious. There's something... The night is settling down, so it's hard for us to see now what we're eating. So I don't know if I'm eating the right thing or if, <laughs> or if I'm supposed to eat it at all. But there's a... Uh, Definitely Japanese noodles or uh, Japanese vegetables underneath, built underneath it. You know what? This is a nice surprise. I like this. Because with the other items, the first bite, the first bite really was a shock, and I wasn't yeah. sure if I was going to like this thing at all. And now I'm thinking I could eat this like by itself. And it's almost the the level of sweetness to it. Um, almost makes it either a good side dish or almost you almost follow your main course with something like this but it, it's big enough to be I mean that's that could individually be yeah, yeah or absolutely. individually can be your yeah, meal cut, cut it up into a bunch of I was expecting like a potato latka type mm-hmm. thing right okay. yeah yep. and it's not that at all hmm. yeah for me other than the the white crisscross kind of tangy mayonnaise mm-hmm. thing which I would, I would personally probably order without that. Everything else is absolutely delicious. Yeah, but he, he doesn't like cheese. So. Yeah, exactly. And it's just my particular tastes. Take it from one to a cup. And just take yeah. note that this was the first thing that we finished the plate off. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm working really, on these other things. So. Yeah, I, I know, really like And you know what? It's vegetarian, too. So for, right. if you're a vegetarian, like that's an awesome option. That's right. Yeah, once again, it's a very, very unique thing to have at any... Uh, counter service. A very unique flavor. Nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Unless we're just unless we just can't think of what to compare it to. But <laughs> finish that last piece. Go ahead. I like that. A lot. Um, well let me ask you again, having had some of the things on the menu, the old Yakaturi menu, um what of either the items that we've had here or some of the other things we've had that we know are inside, which of these was your do you think was your favorite? Um, I would probably say the udon soup and also the, the curry with the chicken cutlet, probably. Yeah, and this is my favorite restaurant here at, at Ep- uh, favorite quick service restaurant here at Epcot. So, yeah, I, I, I see myself coming back here many times just to ordering, like, different combinations of the items that we got. Because would you order... And again, and I don't mean this in a disparaging, but you are to a certain degree somewhat of a picky eater. Like you yeah, don't I'm, like. I'm would you order? Picky. Is there anything here you wouldn't order, even being? No, everything that we got here, I would. You know, I wouldn't have gotten the the um, the sushi that had this the shrimp and the tuna probably, and then other on that vegetable thing that we had, I it was only just the the mayonnaise crisscrossy thing that it, everything else I absolutely loved, and so I, I see myself getting these items later. 
Yeah, Glenn, what about you? My favorite was the Okonomiyaki, which was that that thing we just ate. That was the thing that made me, if I were to say, hey, you want to try something Japanese as you haven't had it before? I don't know if it is Japanese, but I know I haven't had that before. <laughs> so I would go with that. I did, everything was, was enjoyable, uh, including, we haven't gotten to our dessert yet, but but the uh, the curry had a great new flavor to, to here. The udon, I've actually had that here, and I do love the udon noodles. And the, uh, as far as a, more of a standard entree plate would probably have been the um, our shogun platter. It's a, it's a simple, safe combination too. Right. So for those people who are potentially picky eaters or concerned, like myself. Right. Teriyaki beef and chicken, you can't go wrong. There's nothing yeah. scary. There's nothing spicy. There's nothing raw in there. Yeah. It's a good-sized portion. Uh, I think it's a good value, too. Glenn, I, I agree with you that I think that this vegetable pancake was a huge surprise uh, taste-wise, texture-wise, and how much I was going to enjoy it. So when we started on the menu, I said, all right, let's just get it yeah. to try it. I'm usually not the guy that's going and getting the vegetarian options. This would probably be the first thing I would pick out when I came back next yeah. time. I would get... Sushi, I would get this, and because I like to eat, I would probably get the udon noodles too. Yeah, yeah, d- delicious, delicious options. Because I mean, when we saw it up there, I went, okay, we have to order that because I never heard of it. But it wasn't something that I would have uh, imagined myself liking either. I was, cons- I was thinking it was going to be a potato latke with uh, just a little bit of flavor. Yeah. Again, I, I imagine it being, you know, taking julienne vegetables, putting some oil in a pan cooking them up and sort of putting them on a plate that way maybe with a little bit of, of, a, of, a, of a mayonnaise type sauce on it but very very much not what I was expecting and I mean that in, in the best possible way so having been here in the past and loving the teriyaki stuff I love the menu additions that they put on here and again keeping the standards right. behind it um, you know let, let's talk about value so the udon noodles that we had <clears throat> with the beef was $9.99 and Comparing apples to apples, counter service menu-wise, I think you get a lot of food and you get a lot of beef in there as well. Absolutely. I mean, it is a very, a pretty sizable bowl, and it's just chock full of noodles and the broth plus the, the beef that was on top of that. It's It, it itself is, is a pretty good meal. I mean, I would probably get maybe a couple of these items uh, for, for myself because I'm a pretty big eater. But, yeah, all by itself, it's a it's very good value, I think. And, again, we were saying very easy to share. Now, the... Uh, Okonomiyaki, the the Japanese pancake is seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. It's a, the, the cheapest thing that we got, yeah. and I, I don't know if it's just because there is it's only a vegetarian thing. There's no there's no uh, beef product in there or chicken, but it was for eight dollars. I mean, just about anywhere you go for counter service and you get an entree, it's going to be $10. Right. It's going to be $12. So that is $8 is yeah. is very I mean, inexpensive. It's a pretty big thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a good uh, – all the portions, too, and I hope they stay – like, they're a very good – I mean, look at how deep the udon bowl is. Look how – the, the curry bowl is even deeper than that, and it's it's shareable, too. Right. The, the udon bowl looks like it's about two or three inches deep. The, the curry bowl is even deeper than that, four or five inches. And, and we still have quite a bit left over. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I think all of these are pretty good value. You're right. And the, the Shogun combination was ten ninety nine, so it was $11. But obviously, 65 70% of that plate is filled with meat. It's filled with, with the teriyaki chicken. But, yeah, again, this vegetable thing with that sweet and the tangy 
uh, sauces and flavors on it. Um, really a, a new favorite of mine, too. The other thing we haven't talked about yet was the, uh, the drinks. We, uh, we all chose green tea, which is an ice green tea. If you, if it's not a sweetened green tea like you may get in 7-Eleven or something like that, this is, uh, this is, this is green tea. It reminds me of the green tea that I got when I went to Tokyo the last couple of years. So I mean, right. and they had it in the carts in the parks that I you know, it would be a, a standard, but it, you know, a Japanese standard. Right. So. And it's served the way you would get it in Japan, unsweetened. Right. Uh, right. And that's how we've all chosen to drink it is, is without adding any additional sweeteners, so we don't feel as though we're offending anyone. Right. And that, but that's a flavor that you, you it's probably an acquired taste. Uh, green tea isn't for everybody. Without maybe you might need some sweetener in there. Other than that, it, they just had their basic uh, Coke products in there, but they also had sake on the menu. And by the way, green tea is good for you. It, gets, it flushes all the toxins from your body. So this meal, I've eaten ve- I've eaten <laughs> vegetables and I've eaten green tea. It's it's healthy. We I'm declaring this meal healthy. We should have eaten uh, a turkey leg before we had it. So it's something to flush out. I think we lost five pounds uh, eating this meal, and and we've gotten healthier. I feel stronger, but yeah, Glenn, you're right. In addition to that, there's obviously uh, sodas and lemonades. Uh, but the, you can also get uh, Japanese plum wine, hot and cold sake. You can also get uh, Kirin beer as well, uh, one of the, the popular Japanese beers as well. The sake is $5.63. You can get Kirin 20-ounce draft to seven sixty one, or a Kirin light for five sixty three. Uh, and again, you also ordered one of the dessert items. Now, we didn't get... There's also miso soup, which is a big favorite, uh, again, served with tofu, a side salad, edamame, which I love, and I normally, and this is what I would probably get, is I would get sushi, udon noodles, and the vegetable pancake. Uh, edamame are um, the, uh, the the pods, the, uh, the soy pods, uh, which I, I believe they're served cold here, okay. but those are nice to put a little salt. I like them hot. But to put a little salt on them, those are nice, too. Yeah. And those are very healthy. Yeah, and actually, if you get them with the salt that's crusted on it with maybe a little bit of lime or something like that, just absolutely delicious. So yeah, This is good stuff. All right, so they do have uh, a couple different dessert items. They have uh, cookie, green tea, azuki, or strawberry ice cream. Yeah. And they have a, a matcha roll, which is a green tea swirl cake. Now, I, will, I saw this, and I remember being a kid... Um, like going to Carvel and you get the the Swiss loaf because <laughs> it looks like a Japanese Swiss loaf. Fudgy the whale. Fudgy the whale. The Swiss roll. Five ninety nine for your birthday. If Mr. Carvel was Japanese, I think this is what he would serve because it's green with what looks to be a chocolate swirl inside. Now, and you ordered. It. I'm going to let you go first. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and take a corner. It looks like I mean it's very light cake with and there's a swirl design in there that. It may be beef noodle. I don't know what's in there right now. So. I'm hoping it's the vegetable stuff. You're being so dainty. I'm, you're using your fr- chopsticks. I'm going to use my fingers. I'm going to use the chopsticks too here. I've never mm. had anything like this, so this will be new for me. Yeah. It's, it's a sponge cake? It's a, sp- it's a sponge cake that has green tea and with the, the thing. So, so it's, a, it's a, very light. A good yeah. light base flavor, but it also has... Is that is that like a chocolate... Yeah, I think the, so. the the swirl in there, but it's so not super sweet, and you don't even get a heavy green tea flavor. Um, it almost kind of sits on your tongue, and it's uh, yeah. it's almost like a palate cleanser. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. a, that's a good thing to say. They used to, I think, it replaced. They used to have a like a green tea custard or green tea mm-hmm. pudding 
here. Um, I believe that was here. I like this and, better. And this is better. It's lighter. It does. It doesn't. It will, this will not fill you up. No, no. This is a, a little light yeah, dessert. The fact that the three of us are sharing the one, yeah, yeah. we might have uh, un- undergotten some of those. We need to have gotten. Well, it, but you make a good point too because it's not like the, the Carvel or the thing that you would get at the grocery store because it is the sponge cake itself is very very light. It's very fluffy. It's very moist, which is good because you don't want to end your meal feeling like oh you got to roll me. You know, right. down past spaceship Earth because I can't even walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even though that would be fun to watch, <laughs> we, can, we can tie you with udon noodles to the to, <laughs> to our backpack. Yeah, and I think too, and we were saying this before, the environment that you eat in helps to to make the meal. I, I've said time and again over the past however many years, this is my favorite um, pavilion in World Showcase. I think it's even more beautiful at night. Again, we've been sitting here as it's gone from dusk to nighttime because all of our meals are usually very long. But this area up here, very much away from the promenade, you've got the Japanese tea lanterns hanging overhead. Uh, the, the new tables out here are beautiful, surrounded by Japanese gardens and the bamboo and the sound of the waterfall. Even the new pavilion itself, the new building lit up at night uh, from Yakatori House is much, we were saying before, it's much more airy. It's much more open. It's much brighter yeah, inside and outside. Too. The yeah. windows are enormous. The, pretty much all three, the three sides of the building are covered with windows. Pretty much almost from waist high, maybe yeah, to ten looks, feet. It, actually, it looks like there's no glass. It, it's yeah, right. such a large opening. It looks like an open building. It's very bright inside, and it has some uh, interesting architecture in, in there too. And I mean, look from where we're sitting, as far back into the pavilion as you can get up here, you can see the friendship boats crossing. You can see World Showcase Lagoon. We're going to see when the torches get lit. I mean, this is a very nice, quiet, out-of-the-way... Look, Scott's still eating udon noodles. Well, <laughs> yeah. they, I think what they've also done is increase their seating capacity a lot. Because I think these tables are actually smaller. If I remember correctly, there was only a few right. tables up here, but they were larger. And they have there's a more whole seating. seating. There's whole yeah. seating area over here. They though. added a uh, bench style, you know, picnic style, almost right. style table. Right. But all the like all the seats are cushioned, right. so it's comfortable sitting out here as well too. Um, we got our music. We hear that we yeah. have the, the, our the Japanese cue going, to, and there's a waterfall in the background. We're sitting with our buddies, getting Scott to go get us soy sauce when we need it. Do we need more soy sauce. It's so nice to know that my most romantic dinners at, <laughs> at Walter's World have been with you guys. Yeah, exactly. My wife is right. She gets Pecos Bill, and you guys get Blue Zoo and, uh, and Japan. Um, so, so how do you think this ranks? Again, this, we've talked about this being our favorite. Does it stay up there? Does it sort of, does it, is, do you, did, you, did they turn it up to 11? Yeah, I think th- this used to be, Yakitori House was my favorite uh, quick service restaurant at Epcot. This I even like better. So this is easily my, my favorite. I think it should be a favorite for most families because a lot of the counter services have two or maybe three options. This one has a large menu, and everybody can get what they want. They broke down the menu. There's a section that says sushi. There's a section that says udon. There's a section that said featured items. So they broke it down so in a way that you can go, you know, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. If you go to China, nothing against that, but they have five items. Right, and here they actually numbered the items. And I remember the numbers. They went all the way up to 19. Yeah. Okay. So, And that didn't even include the desserts or the drinks. So that's quite a, a variety there. And again, too... 
depending on how adventurous you want to be with getting, you know, the vegetable. And, and the photos out there are very helpful, too. So you have an idea of what it looked like. We didn't even try, and it looked very interesting, the, the chicken sandwich. Because it wasn't like a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. It was a sort of panko, breadcrumbed, fried chicken sandwich. And again, I wonder what sort of a, a teriyaki kind of sauce or a plum sauce it might have had yeah. on it. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't look like a Chick-fil-A thing. Because then Scott would go, we're just getting that. We're just getting that. This is much better <laughs> I, I certainly like the variety here and uh, this, all the different things that we got, and this is great. And again, and I and I, I point to you, only, and I say picky eater because you're willing to go a little bit outside your comfort level because nothing on the menu was like, oh, there's no way I'm touching. Right. That. I mean, I, I I even had a couple of the the California rolls, and I, I'm not a big sushi eater, so just the fact that I even dug into that, and that I was even willing to try the tuna. You know, I'm you know I'm, I'm willing to to stretch a little bit because this is Japan and I love it here. I guess if I had a recommendation, it would be that if you're coming here to eat something, I would suggest get something of the features. Don't get sushi. Mm-hmm. Get it as a as an appetizer or something to share. But make one of these unique items your 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 entree. Yeah. And again, there's enough to have as an individual meal there's enough to stuff to share and I think if you haven't been here before and you come with friends or come with family do what we did sort of serve it family style and try a few of those things uh, honestly I mean there was nothing that I was disappointed in right. you know I would order any of these items again mm-hmm. and things I thought were my favorites now have actually moved down only because of sort of the surprises that we got right and, the, and nothing nothing was a disappointment the sushi was the most standard in, in the end that was the one that was most like what I would get at my at my Publix right. yeah I, I highly recommend even if you've been to Yakitori before uh, you need to come and try it uh, again for lunch or for dinner I, I love being able to uh, again sit out here in this environment and try these kind of things and uh, a sample of everything. Uh, obviously, this is located in the back of the Japan Pavilion. It is now known as the Katsura Garden Grill. I think for a great value, for a wi- uh, 19 items on the menu, a wide variety of items you can get um, still remains my favorite counter service now far and away in my favorite pavilion in one of the great environments to, to enjoy your meal in as well. Let's go get a turkey leg. <laughs> Scott and Scott is still eating. It's the bottomless bowl of udon noodles. Absolutely. I mean, I can't wait to come back here so I can get my own, you know, meals that I don't have to share. <laughs> you need to go get us more soy sauce. <laughs> oh, you need some more soy sauce? Let me go get some. Great, right. guys. Thank you again. Um, this was awesome. We'll have to uh, certainly do this again. Are you gonna finish that, guys? I got the soy sauce. Good because I'm not. I'm not some more of these udon. It's time for this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I'll give you a trivia or history question about Walt Disney World, maybe play you a random sound clip from Disney, ask you to identify where it's from, or in the case of last week, I'll give you a line from an attraction and ask you to identify where in the world you could have heard this. It could have been an attraction, current or extinct, somewhere from around the resort. So before we get into this week's trivia question, let's look at last week's question and pick our winner. 
So the where in the world have you heard this line that I asked you to identify last week for our trivia contest was, quote, and those of you who are just walking in right now, you're late, where have you been? Or to maybe help you better identify it, here it is right from the attraction itself. Okay, and those of you who are just walking in right now, you're late, where have you been? I love your hair. No, not you. I mean, it's all right, but that's cute, yeah. Um, anyway, so you're not completely lost. Here's a recap of what has been going on. I'm Ellen. Hi. I love Jeopardy. I used to not care about energy at all. Obviously, that was Ellen DeGeneres from Universe of Energy in Epcot. And just like last week's question, you guys either love Ellen DeGeneres or Universe of Energy or Bill Nye the Science Guy because pretty much all of you got that correct. You had a chance to win all six of my audio tour CDs, a limited edition WDW Radio five-year anniversary pin, and yet another Disney Fantasy inaugural voyage champagne glass. And so once again, I put all the correct answers into the randomizer, and this week's winner is... Jackie Facillo. So, Jackie, congratulations. Please email me your address. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. Thanks again to everybody who played and enter. Again, pretty much all of you got this one correct. But let's move on. You have another chance to win this and every week. So here is this week's Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. And since we're talking about Japan, and hopefully you listen to the show after you ate, or otherwise you're probably very, very hungry... We'll keep it about Japan. And so the question this week is, what Tokyo Disneyland attraction was planned to be included at Japan in World Showcase, but never was implemented? So again, we're looking for an attraction that was planned for the Japan Pavilion in World Showcase, but was never implemented, but maybe you can find, or at one time could have found, at Tokyo Disneyland. You have until 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, April 22nd to email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. And what you're playing for this week is not only all six of my audio walking tours on CD of Walt Disney World, a limited edition five-year WDW Radio anniversary pin, but a very special copy of Kingdom Keepers 5 Shell Game signed by author Ridley Pearson. And speaking of Ridley Pearson and the Kingdom Keepers 5 book, don't forget about our live video broadcast and chat with the author, Ridley Pearson, on Monday, April 23rd, starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern over at www.radiolive.com. Here's your opportunity to chat live with Ridley Pearson, ask him questions about Kingdom Keepers 5 or the Kingdom Keepers series of books. He'll talk more about the series Kingdom Keepers 5 and maybe what is coming next. Again, you can find out more by visiting the events page over at www.radio.com. But hope you'll join us again. That's Monday, April 23rd, starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So there you have it. There is this week's trivia question of the week. Again, you have until Sunday, 11.59 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, April 22nd. Send your answers into contest at www.radio.com. And as always, good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Don't forget to come by. Leave your comments over on the site at wdwradio.com. While you're there, check out the blogs, videos, discussion forums, and lots more. If you have a question you want answered on the air, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Also, be sure and join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern over at wdwradiolive.com or by clicking the live tab on the wdwradio.com homepage. 
There you can be part of the WDW Newscast, where we'll talk about this week's Walt Disney World news in a live video broadcast and interactive chat. So you can ask and answer questions, be part of the broadcast, and of course, if you can't make it live, you can check it out on our blog, on our YouTube channel, where I'll post the audio in the iTunes feed as well. This week's newscast on Wednesday, April 18th will probably be a little bit different as I'll be coming to you live from San Diego, California. I'll be out speaking at the Make-A-Wish National Convention. I'm going to try and find time to break away from the schedule. Definitely stay tuned to Twitter and Facebook for any changes or updates, but I will plan on doing the live show Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Again, it'll be from San Diego over at www.radiolive.com. Don't forget, if you're going to be in Walt Disney World on Sunday, April 22nd, we'll be having our WDW Radio Meet of the Month to celebrate uh, Earth Day and Disney's Animal Kingdom's anniversary. And that's where we're going to have it, over at Disney's Animal Kingdom at the Dawa Bar from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's in the Africa section of Disney's Animal Kingdom, just outside Tusker House. Feel free to come by, bring the family, meet and chat with other Disney fans. I'll be there as well. And then who knows, maybe we'll spend some time wandering around Disney's Animal Kingdom. You can find out more, and if you want to RSVP, not necessary, on our Facebook event page, you can click on the Events tab on www.radio.com. There you'll also find out more about up other upcoming events, including some non-Disney things. I'll be speaking out in Blog World in New York City this June. It's the uh, e-ticket event coming September 28th to celebrate Epcot's 30th anniversary, our first annual WDW Radio e-ticket event, which is going to be a very special evening with the Secret Society of Historical American Adventurers. We're going to rent out the American Adventure Pavilion, have dinner, and a show unlike anything you've ever seen before in the Rotunda. You can find out more by visiting the event page. And stay tuned to the show, to Twitter, I'm at Lou Mangiello, and Facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello to find out when tickets will go on sale. It is a very limited number of ticketed event, and tickets will sell quickly. Stay tuned for more information. Again, that day is going to be Friday, September 28th. 2012. We also have the cruise coming up in November, and we're also going to be doing a cruise preview show. So if you have any cruise questions, either about our cruise on the Disney Dream with Richard Sherman or Disney cruising in general, you can email those to me at lou at www.radio.com. We'll be answering those on an upcoming show very, very soon. Lots more that I'm really excited about sharing with you over the next couple of weeks, including a lot of new videos, iPhone app, and lots more. Definitely stay tuned. Quick thanks to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official recommended travel provider. Look, whether you're going to Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise Line Vacation, or if you're coming to Walt Disney World for our e-ticket event and or Epcot's 30th anniversary, they have special group rates available. You also get a chance to get your tickets first before everybody else if you are part of the group. They have half marathon rates for Disneyland from August 30th to September 2nd. And if you're going out to Destination D, like I'll be, they have rates at the Disney's Disneyland Hotel and the Grand Californian. I'll post those in this week's show notes. Also, all-star vacation homes, whether you're coming to Walt Disney World, maybe you want to bring the extended family, looking for a little bit more space, your own private pool, game room, want to sort of kick back and relax in your own house, allstarvacationhomes.com has everything from two-bedroom condos up to seven-bedroom homes. And if you want to stay right in the heart of Walt Disney World, I love eating and sleeping at the Swan and Dolphin because they've got the Mandara Spa. They've got Blue Zoo, Il Molino, and Chula's and the most comfortable Westin Heavenly Beds on property. You can check them out over at swananddolphin.com. Don't forget also Celebrations Magazine is now digital, now available on your iPhone or iPad and your iDevice. Visit wdwradio.com slash celebrations. It'll take you right to the iTunes store. You can download the free app and also download all back issues, including ones of the print version that we are already sold out of. 
As always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, and hope to meet lots of you next week at Disney's Animal Kingdom. All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share out links on Facebook or Pinterest or Google+. And please come by, rate and review the show over on iTunes. Very, very much appreciated. And remember that every day is filled with new opportunity. So go out and seize it and make it and start doing what you love each and every day. And when you do, always keep moving forward. Thanks again so very much for listening. I hope you have a great week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hello, Lou. This is Corey Adams, and I just wanted to say that my favorite podcast so far is show number 269, which is the top 10 wow moments in Walt Disney World. I really enjoyed listening to all of them, and I agree on probably all of them, too, as well. And I really enjoy all the special announcements for 2012 and everything. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Um, you do a great job on the show. I look forward to hearing the next podcast. See ya. Hi, Lou and WDW Radio family. It's Jen Tremley from Bristol, Connecticut. I know it's been a few weeks since I've called in. I just finished listening to this week's show, 269, with the top 10 wow moments in Walt Disney World. And uh, I just wanted to comment briefly on uh, a couple of mine. Um, first one is landing in Orlando International Airport, getting off the plane and walking towards the center where you pick up the tram to take you to the main terminal. As soon as I hear that guy come on with the little spiel about uh, holding on to the handrails and you know, welcoming you to the Orlando uh, area. It, to me, it just sounds like the the guy from Disney World, um, and uh, it just gets me in you know in the in the moment to uh, know that my trip has started and I've landed, I've arrived, and I'm on my way to the, my most favorite place in the world. The second one is um, when I uh, when we get to Epcot, getting off the bus and walking towards the entrance, and you start to hear in the distance the Epcot entrance medley music, and you hear a little bit of Soarin', you hear a little bit of Journey into Imagination, you hear a little bit of of uh, Universe of Energy, uh, their music, and you just know that you're going to have a great day at Epcot. Um, I have so many more. I could sit with you guys and talk forever, just like your top 10 or 20 lists go, but um, it's a great show. I had a great time listening to it, and uh, keep up the great work, guys, and uh, I will talk to you all soon. Take care. Hey, Lou, Stevenson, Colorado. It is a family tradition whenever we come back from Walt Disney World to give you a call from the airport and give you a report on how the trip was. Here's the report. Awesome. Just awesome. Thanks. See you later. Hi, Lou. This is Tony from Illinois, also known as Backside of Water in the Box. I just got done listening to show... Uh, 269 about the uh, top 10 or and extra wow moments in Walt Disney World and I think uh, my top wow moment that you guys didn't mention on there is on characters in flight at Downtown Disney. You go up in that big balloon, you're way high above everything on a clear day, you can just see forever. You can see Spaceship Earth in the distance, the castle in the distance, Everest in the distance. It's just amazing. Not just Disney property, but you can see pretty much all of Orlando from up there. But the uh, 
show was great. I always love listening, especially the top tens with Tim Foster. And I look forward to whatever the next top ten topic is going to be. Bye. You've got a friend.